What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Institute of Men podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition, where the big idea is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. My name is Keaton Tucker, and I am the host of this podcast. I want to thank you for joining. Every Wednesday, we do Wisdom Wednesday because if you get wisdom, you get everything else. If you think about it, you can either live wisely or you can live foolishly. If you live foolishly, things don't go well for you. If you live wisely, Things tend to go well for you. If you get wisdom, you get everything else. Better finances, better relationships, more success at work. Everything starts to fall into place. Today, we are going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 7. We're going to be looking at a proverb, uh, this proverb from the Bible, uh, verse 7 today. It's very simple. Sometimes we do one proverb, sometimes we do a list. Today, we are going to be doing just one verse. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. Let me read that to you one more time. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. We talk about money a lot on this podcast, on the Wisdom Wednesday edition, because if you mess up money in your 20s, and especially if you mess up money in your 30s, you're going to have a really hard time. A lot of people don't even get their finances in order ever, ever. I know people whose job is to help people get their money in order in their 40s, their 50s, and if it's really sad in their 60s because they never put some wise living into place. They never made good decisions. They kind of just lived, made their money, spent their money, and now they're facing retirement. The body is wearing down. They can't work. And it's like scary because they've got $9 in their bank account. So we talk about money because a lot on this podcast because we don't want you to mess up your money decisions, how you budget, how you accumulate wealth in your 20s or your 30s. Also, I have a lot to talk about because I was not very smart with money in my early 20s, probably until I was about, I would say even 27 years old is when I finally, it finally clicked like you have got to get this in order. A lot of people in their 20s blow everything they make because when you're young, you make stupid choices. I was one of those people. I made stupid choices and I swear, I like, I say this kind of as a joke, but also kind of not as a joke. I swear God did not allow me to make more money than $30,000 until I was like 28 or 29 because I kept making stupid, stupid, stupid choices. And it, it was almost like, bro, you've got to learn how to manage some money. Now I'm pretty good at managing money, but I'd be even better if I would have just taken the advice of my parents, Dave Ramsey, my brother's. Every person who's ever talked about money, like quit buying Chipotle so much. I used to print, I was like the guy in the first part of this proverb. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Now, I didn't drive a fancy car. I've always driven beater cars. But I did have a very nice wardrobe, as nice of a wardrobe as you can have if you shop at places like H&M and Forever 21, which were really popular when I was 24, 25, and 26. That was the spot to go. It might still be the spot to go. I have no idea. I had more shoes than I really needed. I didn't have as many shoes as a lot of my friends did, but I had caught the shoe bug trying to fit in at this at my church like you do in your 20s. You're not even trying to impress the girls at that point. You're just trying to keep up with your boys. You know what I'm saying? And so you buy, you spend all your money on these shoes, and it's a way of pretending that you are rich. You're like, I can afford 
all these clothes at $110 per shoe and I have 95 t-shirts that are all variations of the exact same thing. That was, that was one way that I was pretending to be rich. I was pretending to be rich by eating out all the time. I would just go eat out all the time with my friends. I'd go eat out after church. Let's go eat out in the morning. Didn't have breakfast. Let's go eat out. Ooh, for, for, don't want to eat any of the groceries I just bought. Let's go eat out. I would eat out all the time. I had no money in my account, but I was eating out all the time and I had a great wardrobe and I would even buy nice gifts that I couldn't really afford for friends and family for whatever reason. It's just like, oh, I've got it. Some of you might be pretending to be rich by offering to buy everybody a shot or a drink when you're going out. That's a dumb thing to do. Don't do that. But we all have ways where we pretend to be rich when really we have nothing. We could continue to talk about this proverb by going to the next verse and saying, another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. We could talk about this problem or this proverb, excuse me, as if, if we live under a budget, if we live on less than we make, then you will get wealth. That's definitely one thing that this proverb is conveying. Absolutely. But I actually want to take a different approach because I think this proverb is also speaking about an attitude that is prevalent in the human heart, and it is the deceitfulness of riches. The man who has great wealth, who has plenty to live on, but then pretends he has nothing, he pretends to be poor so that he can keep it all to himself, has missed out on the gift of being generous. And this is more prevalent than you might think. It's actually prevalent enough that in a book called the Didache, it was a first century writing that is is attributed to either the apostles or the apostles' students. It's one of our earliest Christian writings. It says in the Didache, if you accept money as a gift, when you can pay for whatever you need to pay for, it's a sin because you're storing up your own wealth that God has already provided for you. Basically what it's saying is you're denying what God has already given you and taking from another person so that you can keep what you have to yourself, putting your trust in your riches and allowing other people to pay your way. Now, before I go any further on this about pretending before storing up great wealth, one thing I want to make sure that you understand, you socialist-leaning people who think I'm saying that the government should come in and take wealth and then redistribute it, nope, I do not think that at all. That is called stealing, and it's against the seventh commandment and against the ninth and the tenth commandment, depending on how you count the commandments. If you are Protestant, you count the commandments one way. If you're Jewish, you count them one way. And if you're Catholic, you count them another way. Just, there's 10 of them. It's either the seventh or eighth commandment, depending on how you com- count the commandments. Socialism, the government taking money to redistribute it, is stealing. And if you think that you should take from the wealthy to just because they're wealthy, which is common belief today, that's called coveting, and it is wrong. You shall not covet. But what I do think we need to talk about is we're going off of, I'm ripping off of a proverb that Jesus tells. In Luke, some guy comes up to Jesus and he says, Lord, tell my brother to split the inheritance with me. So apparently they have this gigantic inheritance that one son is getting and the other is nodding, not getting. And Jesus says, beware of all covetousness. He says that right there. And then he tells a parable about a guy who's farm produces abundantly and he he has all of these crops and he fills his barns and he has nowhere to put the rest of his crops and he goes what am i supposed to do with all this abundance 
I know what I will do. I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones and I will fill them up and then I will have peace and security and I can say to my soul, you shall rest. In the night, this, this is a parable that Jesus is telling. In the night, the man dies and says, fool, your soul is required of you this night. Your goods, who then shall they be? What's the point of this parable? Is that you shouldn't have an abundance? No, the crops, they, the ground produced an abundance He had more than he needed, but what did he do? He put his trust in the abundance. He put his trust in the abundance. And that's what happens when you pretend to be poor with great wealth. What you are doing is you're putting your trust in the great wealth that you have accumulated as a means of security. That's what I'm getting at. There are the people who they pretend to be rich because they're putting their they're putting their trust almost in their reputation and how they look and what they appear to other people. They're putting their trust and security in how other people respond to outward appearances while those who pretend to be poor while having great wealth are putting their trust in riches and saying, my, my soul is now secure because I have all of this piled up. Never mind all these people who can barely eat. Never mind people who are getting by paycheck to paycheck. My soul is finally secure. And both have the same problem. They have both entrusted their heart to the deceitfulness of riches and not to our God who richly provides everything you could ever need. I love in the parable that Jesus tells that it's, it's a farmer. The farmer has no control over how well the ground produces for him. He sows the same seed. He is dependent on the rain. He's dependent on many factors to allow his crops to come. And yet he, hold, he holds them to himself like, oh, I, what if the ground doesn't produce again? What if God doesn't allow the ground to produce again? What if God doesn't allow my next paycheck to come in? What if God doesn't take care of me? What if, what if, what? Are we talking about living unwisely? No, not at all. Not at all. You need to plan for the future. That is prudent. What I'm talking about is the attitude of the heart that places its trust in riches, whether it is the outward appearance of look how rich I am, which many people do, ask all of the high high paying professions, lawyers, real estate agents, doctors, they spend all their money on an image to project success. And then there's others who just hoard all their wealth, hoard it, hoard it, hoard it, hoard it, because they're, they've put their trust in it. They've both fallen for the deceitfulness of riches. So what's the solution? What is, like, what, am I supposed to just give away everything I have and live in poverty? Is that what you're asking me to do? No. Am I to just not buy anything nice ever again at all? Is that what you're saying I should do? No, 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 no. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that the human heart has a tendency to trust something other than God, and it's always money. So what's the solution? Serve God. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, you can't serve God and mammon. Mammon either means possessions or wealth. It's either money or it's your stuff that you spent your money on. You can't serve God or this. So what's the solution? You serve God. Serve God. You can't serve God and money. So you choose. You pray you let God bless your your efforts however he blesses them because in Deuteronomy it says it's God who gives you the power to get wealth. So if you're diligent and your and your and wealth comes your way, wow, God has blessed you. So do not serve the wealth. Don't serve the wealth by buying yourself so many things that you can look a certain way. 
Don't pre- pretend you're Solomon. <laughs> you know, that's what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't project, don't, you don't need the nice car so that people will like think well of you. Watch your heart. Pray and then live as you have been led to live. Pray, live as you have been led to live. There are people who make an abundant amount of money, that more money than you can ever even imagine. Either that they've worked probably really hard, they got lucky on whatever venture they hit, they were first in one area, and they got lucky. And they, they have an abundance of wealth. And then there's people like you and me, and we just don't. And we, each of us, gets to choose the attitude that we have towards our wealth. And if you live in this country and you make more than like $10,000 per year, you have more money to your name than anybody in, the, in anybody else in the world. So we get to watch, like, what's our attitude? Pray, live as you are led, serve God, contribute to what he is doing on the earth as you have the means to do it. It means paying your taxes, paying your debts, being generous to those in need, and then living as God has led you. If anyone tries to weasel their way in there and tell you you're rich, you're evil, or you look rich, you're evil, or you're poor, that's good. No, 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 wrong, wrong. Live as you are led. Do not fall for the deceitfulness of riches. You can trust God. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Institute of Men podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. That helps us out. If you did not like what you heard, just pretend you didn't listen to this at all. That also helps us out. And until next time, this is the Institute of Men podcast.